Cavs are balling in the pen. We've got them weaned. One accomplishment checked off. But now we've got to figure out how to manage their nutrition in the early post-weaning phase. This is Bovine Science with BCI. I'm Brad White and happy to have Dr. Philip Lancaster here on this episode of Diving Into Diets where we're going to talk about how do we get calves started on feed immediately after weaning. Morning, Philip. Good morning, Brad. So this is a, a common question, and, and I think a lot of times weaning is something that as we come up to it, we're glad to have weaning time of year, but there can be some real challenges associated with it, and there are different methods of weaning. So we could do a fence line weaning, we could do a dry lot weaning, we could do lots of things. I want to focus today, at least at the start, on more of a dry lot scenario. So I've captured all the calves, I'm bringing them into a pen, and I want to get them started on feed. And if we have time, we can talk fence line later. But give me some first tips. Very f- day one, what do I want to do to get those calves started well? Those calves are, are going to not be focused on eating on day one. They're focused on trying to get back to the dam. And so I want to do some things that are going to entice them to eat, some encourage them to eat. So number one of those things is I do not want to use novel feedstuffs, something that they don't know what it is, they're not used to it. Um, and so for the most part, that's probably going to mean I'm going to use hay. And I want to use something that's going to be highly palatable. And The best, the best hay we've got yeah, at this yes, time. Uh-huh. Yes, the, yeah, the best hay I've got. And probably grass. I probably don't want alfalfa is obviously going to be the best hay that I've got. But there are some issues of just letting those calves take off on straight alfalfa. Um, and so I want to use grass hay because it's going to help stimulate better rumen function. Good point. I hadn't even, I hadn't even uh, had alfalfa enter my mind as the best hay I've got because I don't, we don't ever have that. that. <laughs> See, so, so, I mean, I yeah. Um, so... That might be what you've got. And so grass is going to be better. And then I'm going to do some things to try to get them to eat it. Like, like if, especially if I have a fence line bunk, I'm going to put that grass in, hay in the bunk, long stem, don't grind it, and fluff it up over the inside edge of the bunk. So when they're walking the pen and they're looking for a way out, they are going to run right past it and hopefully they're going to spend a little time sticking their head in there balling and eventually they're going to hey this is good stuff i'm a little bit hungry let me eat i'm going to eat some of this so better in the bunk than just a round bale put in the pen i in my opinion yes um sometimes that you can't do that um but if i could do that that's better because if i i'm going to put a round bale in the pen where's it going to go it's going to go in the middle of the pen and so, especially if I have, I have a large pen or I've got more of a, like a several acre grass trap, those calves aren't going to spend a lot of time in the middle of the pen. They're going to spend their time walking the fence line. And so they won't find it as quickly and they, they have to work harder to, to eat on it too than if I've already broken a bale open in the, in the feed bunk and they can get to it easily. So let's talk pen size here because you mentioned it. I, might, I, I could wean into, when I say dry lot, it doesn't have to be a dry lot. I could wean into a larger grass trap. I could wean into a relatively large dry lot pen mm. or I could fence off and I've seen people say, well, after I wean them, I like them to be in a small confined area. So 
they're not having to even if they're walking around a lot they're hitting the bunk every half lap right yeah so they're mm-hmm. they have a small area do you have preferences as far as getting them started on feed on and i'm going to just put them into small medium and large yeah well i think i think there is an extreme maybe either way for different reasons i'd say the extreme too large is a problem with getting them started on feed now there may be some grass out there for them graze which that would be good but if it's too large and they're spending all their time at the far back of the pen and not up near the bunk, then it's going to be harder to get them started on feed. And, and so um, I probably don't want to go too big. And then too small, you have some overcrowding issues. Um, maybe you don't have enough bunk space because the pen is so small. Then once, maybe not the first day or two, but once I get them going to the meeting, now I don't have enough bunk space for everybody to get up there and eat. And so that becomes an issue. So how much bunk space on these guys? And let's say we're weaning five weights. Um, so I'm looking so looking at probably around 18 to 24 inches per head of linear bunk space. And so that, they every, so that most everybody can get up there to eat um, in that case. Um, and probably the diet that I'm going to feed them, I'm going to need more bunk space to get the diet in the bunk because it's going to be a lot of hay. Yep, you're starting them out with a lot of hay. So on bunk space, if I have a portable feed bunk, so we're thinking we're mm-hmm. you're talking inline bunks, but let's mm-hmm. say I've got portable bunks, and I turn them to where cattle can get in from both sides. Does that does that double my bunk space, or is it some fraction thereof because they're still going to be at their head in there, or is it the I, same? I I usually count that as double because what I'm because there's more, maybe more competition because they're fighting from either side of the bunk, but I can still get four animals lined up on the same side of a 10 foot bunk and four animals lined up on the other side. So everybody can have their head in there eating. So I usually count that as double that that's a good point. And then, so that depending on your setup, then that helps you out as far as, and those portable bunks too, you know, I can put those in different places. So if I do have a larger trap, maybe I can move it to back to the back and where the calves are spending more time, as long as it's not too muddy or wet to get back in to feed them. Also a great personality test to figure out which of those calves would like to lay in that bunk. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> or which ones get up there and stand in it while they're eating. Or stand eating. in it while they're – now, if they stand in it while they're eating, they need more than 24 inches because I have had them do that. Yeah, well. that, yeah, that takes up a lot of space. <laughs> takes up a lot of space. So we're going we're gonna to try to get them started with some hay and then – probably are going to be feeding them a supplement of some sort so when do i start that supplement do i start it on day one do i do i wait until they're eating hay out of the bunk and if so what's my plan for getting them kind of up on feed so i'm going to say that for the most most times you're probably going to start it later in the first day or if by the time you get everybody separated from the, the cows and into their pen Maybe you don't start it until the next morning, um, depending on kind of your timing there. But you want to give them some time to find that hay to begin with. Um, Maybe seeing several of them up there eating. um, And then I'm going to come through and I'm going to put that supplement on top of that hay. And then now to get to the hay that they know what it is and they're they're familiar with it, they're going to smell that new feed on top and start to get familiar with that new feed 
Um, and then some things I want to do with that new feed is make sure it's palatable um, feedstuffs that are part of that mix. Yeah, and I, li- I like your idea of having them eat some hay out of the bunk. You learn what a bunk is, you're eating some hay out of there, and then you put a little feed on top there. You talked about palatability. Give me some suggestions on palatable feed and non-palatable feed. So things to think about from from a palatable feed is what are the feed ingredients and then am I using some kind of conditioner? So like molasses is the one that comes to mind and so are you, you've got some molasses in there that gives it a, a good smell and, and it'll attract some calves and, and having the right amount uh, of molasses, if obviously too much can cause problems with clumping and sticking and things but then not having enough doesn't really do anything. Some other feedstuffs that are that are good are distillers grains and dried distillers grains usually has a pretty good smell um, to it and so including some of that in there will entice calves to eat wet distillers grains um, are okay as well they calves maybe a little bit more timid to to take off on that but it's not too difficult cottonseed holes for whatever reason um, have very little nutritional value, but calves seem to like the, I don't, we always say it's the mouthfeel, the texture. I don't know, something about them that will, that Who will stimulate. have a mouthful of cotton? I don't know, but it, they, st- it's, it will stimulate intake a little bit. So having a little bit of cottonseed holes, you know, maybe five to 10% in there can, can actually help stimulate some intake. And then one to generally avoid is silages. Um, be, unless your calves have been introduced to silages while they were still on the cow and the cow has taught them that this is okay to eat and this is this is good stuff, most calves are going to shy away. because it's, it's, it's weird. Yeah. It's different than anything. Mm. That, I mean, they've been having milk and grass, and then you put kind of a silage combination there. Mm. It's a different texture, taste, palatability, all those things. Yeah, yeah. The smell and the taste are definitely different, and so that can turn them off. Um, so may, try to avoid that if possible until they they get going and then introduce it slowly. Which is a little bit counterintuitive because you would think looking at si- I mean all of us look at silage and go ooh that'd be good mm-hmm. and but for calves starting a little bit different. No, but once they get used to it, yeah, then it, yeah they love it. Um, you know, but there there's that novelty period of I uh, don't know what this is is it safe is it you know um, and so they test it out slowly until they they learn that it's okay okay so then what do I how do I start them out as far as amount and what percent of their let's talk about a percent of body weight mm-hmm. and where am I going right let's say I'm going to background them for 90 days where, where do I start and where am I going as far as percent body weight intake some of that depends on how you're going to target or how your diet's going to be put together. But so let's just talk in general for a second. Um, calves, you know, lightweight calves, say 500 pounds or so, w- would generally eat somewhere around 2.7, 2.8% of their body weight in a, in a diet that's, you know, around 30 to 40% roughage. But then they're not going to do that the first few days or even the first couple of weeks generally. If, if I am doing a totally mixed ration where I'm grinding hay and mixing the supplement in with it and putting that in the bunk, I'm probably going to start them out somewhere around 
one and a half percent body weight, one, one and a half percent, somewhere in there, and see what they do, and then increase them uh, over the next few days. Or, um, and so, you know, hopefully then by the second or third week, we're up there at two, two and a half percent of body weight at least. Um, and so. So you're, you're bringing them up gradually mm -hmm. you're not bringing them up rapidly this is not calves that have been started and we're entering into a feed yard scenario this is newly weaned calves so you're starting at a percent percent and a half and then my goal is to get to two seven mm -hmm. two eight which on our 500 pound calf is about 14 pounds of feet mm -hmm. is where he's going to but that's not where he's starting no and and part of that too is that he's a, he's filled up on hay a little bit you know you put that that hay in there so he's filled up on hay there the first couple of days and i mean I may even put that hay in the bunk for three or four days after weaning, um, just so that he's he's filling up on hay as he's getting used to that that new feed, and then he's transitioning over and, and his intake will go up. Now the the other flip side of that is if I am feeding a supplement separate from free choice hay in the in a bale ring or whatever, and so then my target is I'm probably going to start them out. Uh, with the amount of supplement, I'm probably going to start them out somewhere around three quarters of a percent of their body weight with the supplement, maybe even far down as half a percent. And then I'm going to work up my target is probably going to be somewhere around one and a half percent of their body weight um, as the supplement. Um, because, because they're getting hay elsewhere. Yes. They're getting their forage mm -hmm. elsewhere. Yep. So they're getting their forage elsewhere. And so my, my target, it obviously depends on my target rate of gain, but if I'm shooting somewhere around two and a quarter pounds a day or so on these calves over the backgrounding period, then about one and a half percent of body weight with good quality grass hay should get you there. Okay, so we we have neglected to mention one of the big things that we're worried about nutritionally with these fresh weaned calves, and that's water. So give me mm. some ideas on water and how much I should have available. How should I make that available for these calves mm -hmm. getting started? So the situation we're talking about is a little bit different than when calves are trucked uh, a long distance from a sale barn to a feedlot where they're dehydrated and things like that so it's a little bit different in that i'm not trying to get calves rehydrated quickly they they're they're hydrated i just want them to be able to drink and not get dehydrated and so one thing to think about those calves depending on your setup may not be used to a drinker or a fountain a, particularly a ball fountain if they you know if you're they're, you're calving in the spring and you're weaning this time of year, the cows have been drinking out of a stock pond or something and they, they've never trained the calves to use one of those fountains. And so I want like an open tank of water that those calves will get preferably along the fence line and they're going to run into it as they're walking that fence. And so then they'll find that open tank of water and find water immediately. Yeah, I've seen people tie the balls back if you have a ball water. Mm -hmm. I've seen people take off the lid if you had one with the lid. Uh, mm -hmm. I've also seen people, especially if you – it appears that there's times you wean calves and you're like, the weather's great, and then it's 85 the day that you wean for whatever reason. Um, there, that may be a good time to throw in extra water. Mm -hmm. right? Give them an open tank. You don't have to leave that in there all the time. But having that good water consumption, especially those first few days and if the heat's up there, because that really is going to drive their intake. Yeah. So two things back to you mentioned. One thing, I've, I've seen people, or two, if you, if you have a fountain or a drinker or whatever, it's to let it run over. 
yeah. just gently. And so the calves will hear that running water and they'll find it. As, and then as long as they don't have to push that ball down, they'll find it, it to drink pretty, pretty readily. But then, yes, water intake or lack of water intake will cut off feed intake very rapidly. So, you know, I always told students and, and working on projects, if you, if you go out to feed and calves didn't eat very well the day before, the first thing you better do is check the water. Make sure they've got water or if there's something that's keeping them from drinking water. I've had situations where an electric fence was shorting out on the water tank and so then the calves wouldn't drink, you know. So um, making sure they have adequate water is going to be critical to making sure that they get going on feed. Okay. So, so we're going to start with some good grass hay in the bunk. We're going to start with, if we're feeding a supplement in addition to the hay, we may start with half, three-quarter percent body weight. We're working our way up to one and a half percent with that supplement. If we're feeding a total mixed ration, we may be working up to 2.8 percent of their body weights. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about that workup period over two to three weeks mm -hmm. to get them adjusted. And we're going to make sure they have good, adequate quantity and quality of water. So what are the things that I should be monitoring? So that's, that's my plan. I start going through that plan. I need to have some checkpoints or things I can watch to say, oh, seems like it's going about right. Seems like it's not going very well. I know people have talked about looking at feces coming out of those calves to give me a judge. Give me some ideas of what, what should I be watching to make sure things are going okay. Well, keeping track of what you're feeding would be first and for the amount you're feeding and, and is is their intake steadily going up over those three weeks um, if you start to plateau at uh, too early something's going on um, maybe it's health challenges you know maybe it's you know um, something that has get unpalatable in the feed there was some a mess up in the mixing of the supplement part or something um, where those calves are backing off feed um, but then from a feces perspective it's it's a balancing act there again we're looking for an optimum and so things that we don't want to see are too dry or too loose and so from the too dry perspective um, it should make a smooth pile if it is clumpy if it's leaving rings when it stacks up it's too dry they're not getting enough feed through their gi track and so then you've got a lot of additional water being absorbed out of that large intestine and so then the manure is too dry. The other flip side is if it's too loose. Um, and so, you know, if it, if it splatters really like water when it comes out, then you've got, you know, you've got a problem. It may not be diarrhea, but it's just really watery stool. And if the, the pile has, um, say, lots say uh, air bubbles in it, um, it has mucus castings in it, then you've got some uh, hind gut, what we call hind gut acidosis potentially going on, and, and if that's going on, you probably have some rumen acidosis going on. And so those are some things to watch for and pay attention to in the feces to know whether those calves are consuming the right amount. Yeah, I think, I think that's good. So we write down what we're feeding, but then what you're saying is, and probably some of that I could observe outside the pen, but I would encourage you to walk in the pen and look at what the, the fecal contents look like. And, mm -hmm. I, and I like how you described it. If it's got rings, it's bad. It's too dry. If mm -hmm. it's too loose, it's splattered all over the place. Mm -hmm. Now, the first day or two, at least in my experience, 
there's a lot of them that have those rings because they oh, ate yeah. some hay and they didn't drink enough oh, yeah. water and they're not and they're off milk and so they're they're trying to figure out especially depending on when you when you weaned them mm-hmm. trying to figure out what's next the other thing that i would say is this is a time and i find myself you, you get in the habit especially if you've fed other calves where i'm just going out and my job is to feed the calves but that's not really your job in this case your job mm-hmm. is actually to look both as group and individuals, are those calves eating and doing well? What are some things I should be looking at on the calves themselves? Kind of some general health things, you know, um, you know, anybody lame, anybody depressed, anybody not, not coming up to eat. Um, but then also just looking at how, as a group, how gaunt are they? You know, are, if they are, if the whole group is kind of shrunk up, then I'm not giving them enough, even though I'm st- Stepping them up, maybe I'm stepping up up a little too slowly, or I've let the I'm trying to force them to eat too much of the hay out of the bale ring, and so they don't it it's not palatable enough for them. It's not high enough quality for young calves, and so they're choosing not to eat rather than to eat what you've left in the bottom of the bale ring. Yeah, absolutely. So figuring out where they are and checking their gut fill mm-hmm. essentially yeah and is that is that enough as they are going forward mm-hmm. so if they're they could be coming up too slow or too fast on feed and the too fast might lead us to some other issues like the loose stools mm-hmm. and some of the things like that uh if they're coming up too slowly or they're not taking to the feed are there is there anything i can try if they're not so maybe back off of the the supplement so let's take this two different situations if i am using a totally mixed ration maybe i need to back off a little bit and give them some free choice hay or something there to to help them get going again maybe um i pushed them a little too hard so then they've got some indigestion so to speak so you know and and the rumen doesn't feel good and so they've backed off feed and so kind of Kind of starting them over a little bit, and then then checking to make sure that there's not some kind of again a mistake in the mixing, and there's something that is just turning those calves off to that um, feed. And then on the other side, if I am using free choice hay and supplement, then make sure I'm I'm putting enough free choice hay out there and and get the because they should be filling up on hay, especially after the first few days. And so then they should look full. And then if they're not eating the supplement, then, okay, there's something going on with the supplement that I'm, I need to investigate and see if there's something in there that's turning those calves off. Would they eat enough hay that they would then decide not to eat the supplement? Am I going to have to limit the hay? Generally, no. Um, they're, they should choose, especially at the at the amount of supplement we're feeding we're not this is not a finishing ration with a low amount of hay they should choose to eat the supplement over the hay for the most part there may be some individuals that are a little bit more lean toward the hay or whatever or something but um, they should all come up to eat supplement and so they're if they're not something's going on yeah it's like me with burger consumption even if I've had other food, I'm still going to eat the burger, right? If you <laughs> yeah. put the burger out yeah. there. So they should they should still gravitate mm-hmm. toward that. Even if I had a plate of fries, I'm still going for the burger. <laughs> yeah, I'd go probably a different way. Even though if I, I ate um, my meal and I'm full, I'm still going to have ice cream. Yeah, still going to have dessert. So uh, good 
tips on starting calves. Appreciate you talking about how we get them started, what percent body weight we should be looking at, and things to watch. And don't forget those physical parameters. We talked about bunk space. We talked about waters, how to get those waters started out. Those things are important, especially mm -hmm. with these new calves. Thanks for sharing with us, Philip. Yep. Thank you, Brad.